Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. By Progressive Insurance, all guests join us for the Goodyear Hotline. We're going to talk to Buster only in 15 minutes. 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 In English, that translates to minutes. Um, but we've talked about week two. Uh, like Martian language or something. Starting with <laughs> two 0-1 teams. Um, it's the Giants and the Washington football team tonight. First of all, before I even get into that, Key. What's up? What do you feel? How do you feel? about being blamed for Clay oh, Helton's firing. <laughs> Damn. I, I don't feel any way, to be honest with you, Max, because I clearly know his removal of the University of Southern California had nothing to do with me. Um, well, Jay's just laughing. I mean, that's just an outright I'm, laughing I'm at not, that reaction. I'm not at Key's words. I'm laughing at the song <laughs> that our team, it wasn't me. That's what I'm laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't me. Forgot he had the keys. You forgot we all had the keys. Uh, <laughs> We're on the bath. You're on the bathroom floor right now, it, Key. It just so happened to coincide yeah. with information that was hacked on my social media mm. account. I was hacked. Happens. You know, I was lies, hacked. lies, lies, and more lies. But I think uh, it was the right thing to do, though. Key, let's put it this way. It right Obviously, it's not you, but you have talked about SC number one. I'm glad you clarified that, though. It wasn't me. Right. <laughs> but, 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 number one, even before recruiting, you got to be strong with alumni, right? Yeah. You got to be plugged in. You got to be able to raise money, all those things. Well, you I mean, as are a coach. Ex- yeah, as a coach, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, sorry, excuse me. As a head coach, you need the support yeah. of the alumni, of that community, right? Yeah. You are a very, shall we say, prominent alum. And so one you are a, one of many. That's why you can't just say, oh, it's key. But, <laughs> but you are in that community. And it seems to me like nothing happens over there without that community signing off on it. It's very I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah, well, I, I well, can but, tell. But, but hold on, hold on. I'm going to flip it around, though. That includes hiring him as a coach. Yeah. That includes the hiring. See, no I'm, job I, lasts forever. I am willing to talk about that openly because yeah. Yeah. I was one that, yeah, I felt like he was the right guy at the time for the job. At the time. See how I did that? Yeah. At the time. But why is that not real? That's real. It, he was the right guy for the job. We were coming off a situation with Steve Sarkeesian. Prior to that, Lane Kiffin fired on the tarmac. <laughs> First question for Clay. Are you sober? <laughs> After the Sarkeesian situation, right? Yeah, because right? It, it, it was, you know, we needed some stability. Yeah. And Clay was a guy that gave us some stability. Now, mind you, we had a lot of other things going on at the university outside of sports that we needed to just, you know, bring things down, man. We had all sorts of issues at the university. You need a steady Eddie coach steady who's going to keep you competitive. If you and only not- knew the process of hiring and what we went, to, went through as a university and looking at other candidates along the way that had – all these red flags that you would say, oh, man, that would have been a great hire. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't hire him. Not when you do your due diligence and start to dig. <laughs> After right. you dig yeah. and you do your due diligence, you go, yeah, that's probably not a good situation based on the last situation we just had. So Clay was there, perfect situation. And some of the people that at the time was running, Mike, uh, uh, the athletic director, Mike Bone, wasn't there. It was a totally different administration. 
they were an old administration, so you hire somebody from within because guess what it does for you? It becomes self-preservation. Now, all of a sudden, we don't have to worry about them cleaning house if we bring somebody else in. got some stability. got some stability. We're okay. Let's just – he can get us to where we need to. Now, in all fairness, he won a lot of games. He didn't win the right games, but he won a lot of games. And when you don't beat the Ohio State Buckeyes and you don't beat Alabama's, when you have the same type of recruiting classes and numbers and players – this is what happens to you. He brought you stability at first. Then over time, the results were trending in the wrong direction. Guys, this is life. It's reality. Job, most mm-hmm. people, you don't have a job forever. It's you have a job for some time, and then you have the next job. You know, and, and we've, Anyway, we've talked about week two, starting with the 0-1 teams, as I said earlier. Um, it's the Giants and the Washington football team tomorrow night. Now, let me, I'll start this. I am most worried about the Giants. And the reason I'm most worried about the Giants is because I'm a Giants fan. And it's been year in and year out, disappointment after disappointment. But if I'm being honest about what, which team is more significant right now, like what this game is going to tell you, it's Washington. Key, you brought it up before. With a quarterback, this Washington team is very live, right? Is Taylor Heineke a quarterback? You know, who... Who has more know. concerns right now, the Giants or the Washington I mean, he football did team? okay against the Chargers when he came in in relief for Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? He did okay. Yeah, they were in the game. They were in the game. So if he gets a full week as, with the starters as the number one guy, and is he going to be better? He should be. So I don't know what – I'll know tomorrow night when I see the Giants play. They're at home against the Giants, who you has know? not looked good. They got to win that game, don't they? The Giants oh, need to win, win the game. It's a, it's a situation – where there's a lot riding on the Giants for a number of reasons. General manager, quarterback, fan boys, both of you. Yes, you no guys, doubt. You fan, guys men. fan men. Fan men. Fan men, whatever you. I didn't, do they use fan men? They say we fan boys. We just boy. made it up, but yeah, it sounds okay. right. It, 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 all that, yep. the sanity of the New York Giant fan base. So when you look at it, there's a lot riding on it. And, and you got to win this game. Washington, in my opinion, can drop this one and be okay. Wow. I think they can drop it and be okay. You th- fundamentally, they're a better team. They're, I think yeah. they're a better team because of the defense. Jay, the defense makes up for all their errors offensively, even with Taylor Heineke there. Taylor Heineke is going to have a lot of time to throw the ball. You watch how much time Denver had to throw the ball. We, we don't have no an edge rush, rush, Jay. There's no pass rush. I mean, they convert over 50% of their third downs. And, and, and that's, that's the problem. The defense couldn't get off the field. And one of the reasons I say I think they could be okay if they drop this one and the Giants can't because of everything I just mentioned, right, the players, the coaches, the fans, all of those things. Also, the quarterback. The quarterback has been in the system. He's been there. He's, he's played enough games. Tyler uh, Heineke hadn't really played. So Daniel it's an Jones, Giants. Daniel Jones has played. But he's facing a pass rush, and Doesn't Heineke's matter. not. He still mm-hmm. played. He still played. So if he goes out there and lays an egg, oh, y'all in trouble. Because that's what you're going to see every single year in every single game moving forward. But if Washington lays an egg, it's okay because this is his first start. Yeah, this is what bothers me so much, Jay. 
Starting from when Gettleman shows up with a Boston accent in New York, right? Like you, you don't <laughs> have a lot of back to the O line again. That's well, no, See, no, 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 no. He not said just New York. I mean, Boston accent yeah. in New York. I'm like, it sounds the same to me. No, <laughs> no, 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 Keith. I no. won't let you do that to yourself here. No, I mean, he's just saying West Coast ears. You put me on in L.A. West Coast. I'm not going to let you do that. West Coast ears. I hear you, but look, whoa, he shows up with that. But here's my problem, Jay. He's kind of like arrogant. He has the answers, right? I'm going to fix the O-line. Year four, the O-line's not fixed. But beyond that, Daniel uh, Saquon Barkley, with I love Saquon. Love Saquon. You don't spend the number two pick on a running back usually, right? He's criticized for that. Acts like no one else knows what they're talking about. How's that turned out in terms of actual wins and losses? Then he spends a sixth pick on Daniel Jones. I'm not saying that Daniel Jones may not have been the best quarterback available at that pick, but I'm looking at the next year. Number six was Justin Herbert. This year you had five quarterbacks. They all might be good. I'm saying that's maybe not the best choice to under center over the last three or four years he could have made. And then it's, you know, on and on. And here we are once again, bad start to the season on the road against a great defense. How much longer does this experiment go, Jay? Well, the one thing that's working in Daniel Jones's favor is that he, he is undefeated against the Washington football team. I think he's like five and oh, that helps. That helps. But it has to be, it has to be cemented in a game like this. And I think, once again, we're going to have to see, you know, Max, when he turned the ball over, that fumble, when everybody wanted him to slide, they're coming off the edges in Washington. He's going to feel a lot of pressure. How he takes care of the ball, if this narrative continues to build for two weeks in a row, and once again, he can't get over taking care of the ball, you're going to start to see people call for his head. Do, do, you, um, do you like Eli Manning? I do. Loved Eli Manning, right? Two Super Bowls, brother. Two Super Bowls, yeah. right? Do you trust Eli Manning's college coach and Peyton Manning's college coach? Do you trust I, know, him? I know it's the Daniel Jones story. I'm just you know, asking you. Yes. Okay. So if Dave Gettleman does his research and due diligence and David Cutcliffe is telling him, well, you know, he reminds me a lot of those two, blah, 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 blah. In David, in in in, Gettleman kind of goes on that, in you know drafts him because of some of those influences. This is what you're getting. You would take if Daniel Jones gave you exactly what Eli gave you over the 17 years he played or whatever, yeah. however long he played. Yeah, you would take that. I'll say this: I would because of the way those two Super Bowls went. But key, and I'll never repeat this, and I won't even admit this tape exists one day. There was some luck involved. I mean, luck is the residue of design. I get it. You have to put yourself in the position, but that didn't have to go that way either. So if it didn't go that way, you didn't want Eli. Compared to some other dudes, that's right. Okay. That's right. I'm just – But like if you – Also, our defense was off the charts. Had a great defense. By the way, that was just – Everything fell into into place. But it also took a minute. I know Eli went to the playoffs early in his career and all those sort of things, but it took a minute – on those nine and seven teams to get to the Super Bowl. You just have a different way of looking at it because you played, and because especially I noticed Parcells type dudes, they you're able to like just blink and basically know what people can do. You're ve- you, you, the Parcells kind of school, and you sound Parcellian to me when you talk. <laughs> Parcellian. It's like, like, look, it can be done like this. It doesn't have to be all sensational and everything like that. Which is true. I, I'm not saying it's not. But some quarterbacks, some baller quarterbacks, if Ballers. they have the right stuff, yes. right, 
give you a better chance to win year in and year out than a dude who can just get it done. There's no question if you had Aaron Rodgers, they would be, how do you say it, odds-wise? Ten to one to win it or something like that? Whatever those odds are that they do. Instead of a billion to one or whatever. It would, of course. Yeah. But that's not the case. So here's what I would say. That's the reality. Here's what I would say. The kid is entering his third year. His third year. You wanted Justin Fields last year. You cannot, as an organization and a general manager, move on from a guy that played a handful of games because another guy looks sexy. By the way, I looked it up. You know, 27 games. Okay, so you it can't ain't like move 10. This feels but, like but Max. 27 games with a new Not head even coach. Not full and seasons. No yeah. Fo- yeah. You can't, Max. I'm trying to use you. I'm trying to help you with your sanity. You cannot because another guy walks by and his calves look a certain way. You like it. You know what, though, Keith? No, you can't. By the way, he's, he's, he's right about the calves. Sometimes You see the athletic ability. I don't like so that guy's silly. calves. It's true. Keith, yeah, sometimes yeah. you're too rational, though. You're too rational. And, and that's, not, that's not how the world works, though. That's not how the world worked for Sam Darnold. Like, and I'm not saying Sam Darnold's situation is exactly like Daniel Jones, but there are similarities. You're, you almost feel guilty by association for a guy like Daniel Jones because now you're saying that you entrust Dave Gettleman to get it right with the pieces he puts around you no. to help you be successful. What, what I'm saying, Jay, is 27 games. Half of those 27 games, his running back wasn't there. The offensive I line understand. was being put together. Those 27 games, Evan Ingram dropping ball. It just was Golden Tate. It's 100 years old. It's a. It was different. You got to let him settle in this season before we start saying, well, you know, this guy, because if he gives you that study ride and you can fall into what Max said, two lucky Super Bowls down the line, you take that all so day long. So let me ask you this question. Say they miss the playoffs, they finish 500, Daniel Jones takes care of the ball. He's not overly productive, not extra sexy, but serviceable. Keyshawn Johnson, Dave Gettleman gets fired. Keyshawn Johnson gets the job. Is he the quarterback that you want to build around? Well, he might be something that I want to build around based on what I saw because my system may allow me to get the most out of him, like he was saying, Parcelli. Like he was saying, it may get the most out of – I may be able to look at it and go, can't do that with him. I can do that with him. If I got a healthy back, I need to sure up this. I'm building around my defense. I'm going to get me a Lawrence Taylor. I'm going to get – and I may feel different. Got to find me a Michael Strahan because if I don't get me a Michael Strahan, I'm going to get fired. So it just depends on – your thought process. Joe Judge is second year on the job. It's his second year on the job. Understood. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. And we'd like to welcome in now the great Buster Olney, ESPN Baseball Insider, host of the Baseball Tonight podcast. You can follow him at Buster underscore ESPN. Buster, always great to talk to you. What's up, guys? What's up, Buster Bus? What's up, man? So, Buster, the Dodgers clinched uh, their ninth straight playoff spot with a win last night. How important is it for them to actually win the division, though, with these surprising Giants? Well, it's it's absolutely huge. The funny thing was about nine days ago, we had uh, the Dodgers and the Giants on Sunday Night Baseball, and I asked that very question uh, of Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, and he kind of blinked and looked at me, and he goes, you know what, it's too far out. I haven't even given it a thought. Like, he's still in the moment of the regular season, but you know now down the stretch with less than three weeks to go, it's going to become a a focal point because we've seen 
time and again how great players can be derailed by that wild card game. There were a couple of years, uh, seven, eight years ago, when it looked like at the end of the regular season, the Pittsburgh Pirates were the best uh, team in the National League, but they had to go through the wild card game. And in back to back years, they faced Madison Bumgarner at the beginning of the greatest postseason run we've ever seen from any pitcher. That was in 2014, and they lost. And then the next year, they got Jake Arrieta at the end of the greatest second half we ever saw from a pitcher, uh, and they lost again. And so the Dodgers, you know, have a chance to be the first team to win back-to-back titles since the, uh, you know, the, the 1998 to 2000 Yankees. I think that they're the best team in baseball right now, but one game, you just never know. Buster, we play take the field on this show. So the Dodgers, the Giants, uh, the to field. win – Huh? Or the Dodgers, oh, yeah, Giants, yeah, Gi- Dodgers, Giants, or the field to win the World Series? Who would you take? Oh, I would take the Dodgers or the Giants. You know, they're the two best teams in baseball right now. Uh, I think Toronto is incredibly dangerous with how they're playing. Uh, look, if the the Chicago White Sox were to get healthy, they're really dangerous. I think the most underrated team in baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers, because of the strength of their starting rotation. Uh, the improvement of their offense is gradually as the season's gone along. But Giants-Dodgers, those are the two best teams in baseball right now. Buster, only ESPN Baseball Insider joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, Buster, where would you rank Max Scherzer among the all-time great trade uh, deadline acquisitions? Now, there's been plenty. I mean, you got, you know, the Randy Johnsons of the world. I mean, you got some some stuff out there. Where would you put him? And you're right. There are a lot of great candidates. If you go back to 1984, for example, Rick Sutcliffe went to the Chicago Cubs and went 16 and one or one, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, With a two, six, nine ERA, uh, Manny Ramirez in 2008, when the Red Sox traded the Dodgers, he went nuts and the Dodgers wanted to make in the playoffs that year. Now, of course we know after the fact that, uh, you know, he was saturated with PEDs. Uh, but I do think at the end of this year, we're going to look back at the Scherzer acquisition as, as being the best addition any team has ever made. I mean, think about the numbers he's had so far. Eight starts, five earned runs. Eight starts, five earned runs, a 0.88 ERA, 72 strikeouts. And look, when the, you know, we, we look back at the, the 2021 season and we talk about turning points, maybe in those few hours in which the Padres look like we're going to get Max Scherzer, and instead the Dodgers swooped in at the end, missed a big deal, as they always seem to do in recent years, and get the best available player at the trade deadline. Buster, last time we had you on the show, I asked you, is it a foregone conclusion that Otani would be the AL MVP? You said yes. Do you still feel that way right now, or is there somebody closing in on the gap? Well, and look, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if Otani doesn't win the American League MVP, uh, then it's going to be uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who you know, has a chance to win a triple crown in the American League. I personally think that, you know, Otani separated himself, and what uh, Angels manager Joe Madden said is right. It's not even close because if you look at the, the production that Otani has brought to the table this year, it's unprecedented. But I'm also aware, <laughs> someone who worked as a writer for a lot of years, how the baseball writers love a narrative, right? They love, uh, they, they love that, uh, that conversation. And if the Blue Jays uh, finish this off and make the playoffs 
and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just keeps leading him the way that he is, I guess that could change, yeah. But I don't think it's even close in terms of the production they brought. Uh, you know, Tani has just been that special. You know, I can't take my mind off that trade deadline acquisition. I think of CC Sabathia, whatever year that was, the Brewers picked him up, Buster. He was yeah. huge. I mean, but this is this, Scherzer's up there. Um, um, also, the Cubs, when they got Araldis Chapman, closed out the World Series for them. And even though it was shaky, but for the Cubs to win a World Series, but like maybe Scherzer, he could easy, he could go down as the best one yet. Um, I, I asked this question. Can I, on, Max, yeah. can I tell you a great? Please. CC that year? I'll go quick. 2008, he gets traded from the Indians to the Brewers. And down the stretch, the Brewers begin to ask him, hey, uh, can you start every four days? You know, can you go on three days rest? And CC was about ready to go into free agency. Yeah. And his agent called the Brewers and said, what are you doing to my guy? Like, you know, he's got a lot on the line. And CC called his agent and started yelling at him. Don't you do this. I'm invested in these players. We're going to get this done. Uh, don't call the team again. Now come down to the hotel, and I'm going to buy you breakfast and yell at you some more. That yeah, was CC Sabathia. CC was the man when the Yankees signed him. Uh, as a Yankees fan, I was very happy. And by the way, to help deliver us a World Series. Um, all right, we're running out of time, but let me ask you this quickly. I asked this on my new TV show, This Just In, 2 p.m. on ESPN. Um, I'm thinking about father-son combinations in the history of baseball buster where, you know, like Griffey Sr. was excellent, but he wasn't an MVP caliber player like his son was. And Bobby Bond, same thing with Barry. What about Vlad and Vlad Jr., though? Is that the greatest father-son combination of all time? I think by the time Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, they have a chance to be the greatest father-son duo of all time, which is saying something because when you look at the Bonds, you know, Bobby, uh, Bobby and Barry – and their win above replacement in their career. It's ridiculous. It's about 220. Um, and I think it's ridiculous that Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame, by the way. But it's incredible that Vladimir Guerrero Sr. is a Hall of Famer, and it looks like his son is a more refined hitter than he is. That's I mean, already, crazy. he's the best offensive player in baseball. No, no fielders? No. Yeah, Prince and Cecil Prince, is a good Prince call. Prince and Cecil? The Cecil? Not not compared to the Bonds, hmm. in, in my opinion. I, they're not, not even close. Okay. 220 war. The Griffies, as great as they were, 124. The Bonds, 100 wins above replacement above the Griffies. The think crazy about thing about Prince and Cecil is, though, they were the same player. Like yeah. One was right-handed, one was left-handed, but they're a big, big fat first baseman. Yard, they both yard. had 51 yeah. home runs yeah, in a season. Going yard all day long. The great Buster Olney, ladies and gentlemen. Buster, always a pleasure Let's to talk to you about Dodgers. some baseball. On the Goodyear Hotline. <laughs> He meant Yankees. Thanks, guys. Uh, Yankees got to make the playoffs. Dog. We made the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, the no, Dodgers. No jabs. The Dodgers, <laughs> once they made the front office hires going back seven, eight, nine years already, it's been a wrap. USC gets the uh, attention of an NFL team. So should they look for, to the NFL for their next coach? That's the, after I have this from my computer career. Did you know that the arrow in Amazon's logo represents A to Z? Maybe the My Computer Career logo should represent unemployed to employed. Ryan was out of work, for example, when he started classes in March. In September, he started his IT career working for Amazon, making more money than he ever thought possible. Here's a prime opportunity. Go to mycomputercareer.edu. Take the free career evaluation today, and you could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. 
Why did USC make this move now after just two games? When you look at what happened Saturday night, Stanford game, I mean, we got run out of our own building. What should be done eventually must be done immediately, so I, I wasn't surprised. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. So I, I brought this up on my TV show yesterday. This just in. Have I mentioned that? 2 p.m. on ESPN. You know, all these names being bandied about. And I, th- I may have mentioned it on this show yesterday, too. I don't even remember anymore. But I think USC should consider reaching out to, I said this yesterday, Eric Bieniemy, uh, you know, about their head coach opening. If you're a coordinator and you're looking for the right opportunity as a head coach and it's not presenting itself in the NFL, then you want to be a head coach. Why not USC? Uh, Adam Schefter then tweeted this. League sources believe Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy will emerge as a head coaching candidate for USC. Bieniemy is from Southern California and has told confidants in the past that USC is one of the only college jobs that might interest him. Keyshawn Johnson, the question is USC, so... I come to you. Would Eric <laughs> Bieniemy be a good fit? I, I think it. He certainly will be a candidate. Let's just say that um, he will be a good fit because he knows the landscape, the area. He's from Southern California. He's coached in Southern California before. He's recruited Southern California. What did he do at UCLA? In he was there for a couple of years, right? Running back coach. Running back coach. And he was an offensive coordinator at uh, Colorado. Uh, several years ago prior to getting back into the NFL. But he has roots um, in Southern California. So, naturally, it makes sense for his name to be out there um, as a as a candidate. And he's done a tremendous job with the Kansas City Chiefs. USC is a, a, a football program, right? It's big. It's a pros. It's, if you're at USC and you are the head coach of USC – you might as well be a head coach in the National Football League. The resources, the money, all, all it's the same thing. The pressure, all of those sort of things. There's only about three jobs, maybe four in all of college football, that you would not leave USC. Like, you would stay. Only and and about, those aren't available usually. And those yeah. aren't available. You don't leave USC to go to any program, but you'll leave programs to come to USC. You don't leave USC, even go to the NFL, unless that is a dream of yours. Pete Carroll left USC to go back to the NFL because he accomplished so much at USC, and the next stop was to try to prove himself again after being run out of New England in the New York Jets. So it was time to now show everybody I can coach in the NFL. 
We'll see what happens as time goes on over the next three, four months if Eric Bieniemy becomes a serious candidate. And also before fit hits the shan, shall we say, it's good to maybe jump into another job. Um, what, what do you think, Jay? You like Bieniemy as the head coach for SC? I do. I think he would be the right fit. But it, it is interesting, Max, to hear what other people's thoughts are on how they think Hey, is it easier to be an NFL coach as opposed to be a college coach? want to hear from Greg McElroy. He was on This Just In with Max Kellerman. I don't know if you heard about it, 2 p.m. on ESPN. It's a great show. Um, <laughs> I asked him about Eric Bieniemy as a possible fit at SC. This is what he said. College has changed. The NIL, the transfer portal, the roster management, the egos that you have to deal with amongst 18 to 22-year-old kids, it's not the same. NFL is a much better lifestyle. So if Eric Bieniemy can get a head coaching job up there, stay up there, Eric. Listen, sure, get leverage, but don't take a college job if an NFL one might present itself. So I hear what Greg is saying uh, because I think the perception is it would be easier on the NFL level. I mean, it's the same thing in, in college basketball to a degree. Look, I was down in college basketball for 10 years. Like, I recognize the hustle, the grind, recruiting, dealing with AD, raising money, uh, all the extra things that come around, managing kids, you know, name, image, and likeness to deal with all that. I get that. But I don't know how Eric Bieniemy is built because I know a lot of coaches that are addicted to that type of grind. With the potential of the ceiling being this, Keith, if you could create what the Kansas City Chiefs have created, granted, they found Patrick Mahomes, but with that style, with that kind of swag, if you could create a c- culture like that in college, at a program like USC, you know, you talk a lot about the relationship that Nick Saban has with Bill Belichick. Now you have the relationship between Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, that connection. If you're a recruit, if you're talking about a guy like Bryce Young, I heard you mention a whole bunch of names the other day, guys that got out of California, end up going to other programs, Alabama, all these other places. He's at modern day. Eric Bieniemy is there. With the system that he's seen in place, if you're a young kid, you know about Patrick Mahomes and how he's built that out. You tell me why you don't want to go to USC. You tell me if you're Eric Bieniemy, even though regardless of all that grit and that grind that comes along with that job, that you don't think you could be at this place for 10 years, raking in money, winning championships. And then if you want to the go somewhere else. grind's got to be worth it, in other words. And at SC, it'd be it worth it. It feels like it's worth it, Max. Yeah, yeah. And, and, That's and, the one place where it is worth it. And I understand exactly what Greg McElroy is saying. It's a plus and a minus. At USC, you, 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 it's a grind. But the NFL is not a calling and kicking down your door like that. You have to take and seize the moment. One thing that Greg didn't mention there is programs like USC and Alabama and Texas, I'll just use those three, and then you can well, elaborate Texas, on others. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the yeah. program itself. It's set up like NFL programs now, Right. That's why Nick Saban, all the coaches who get fired, they die, they go to Nick Saban, he brings them back to life, they go on, get college jobs, if they die again, he can't help them. That's what happens. Right. USC is set up like that now, where he doesn't have or will not have the grind like that. He doesn't have to worry about recruiting. They have an entire office set up for all of that. They have analysts ex-coaches that are analysts. They have quality control guys. That's all they do. They have people that are advanced scouts that break down film for the opponents where 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. The resources and the money is there just like in the NFL where 
All he has to do is coach. He doesn't have to. When I was going to school, the assistant coach would come around the classroom, sit there with a little sheet, and make sure Keyshawn's sitting in. Okay, he's in class. Jay Will's in class. Max Kellerman's in class. They got a little 19-year-old dude, little Johnny, who mommy and daddy probably gave some money to the school. That's his job. The coaches don't have to focus in on that. They have recruiters that are on-campus recruiters that break down all the film. In the past, the coaches had to do that to look at the recruits. Every now and then, the head coach goes to the high school Friday, Saturday night games when he has the opportunity to just be seen for 10 minutes. Helicopter to the next game, and then the next game. So it's a lot easier than when it was in the past. So the grind is nowhere near what Greg might think. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, speaking of L.A., we're talking about USC. The one NFL team and division that got completely overlooked in week one. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on Smart Speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The greatest American hero. Key, you remember when that was on TV? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude lost a manual, like some the alien spacesuit or something, and <laughs> so he's flying all sideways. Dude had the fake Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> the Greatest American Hero is a big deal. I don't remember I don't what why night he, it was on, but like the Incredible Hulk, Wonder yeah. Woman, The Greatest American Hero. Remember that? He reminds me of Kenny G so much. I don't know <laughs> why. The way he looked. Yeah. yeah, just the way he looked, I guess. You know yeah. me, I'm looking it up. American, what, American The Greatest American, 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 American Hero. Jerry Curl. 
It was like weird. It was, but it was. I remember loving that show as a kid. I don't remember yeah, it, but I remember I loving it. it. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. When this did is that come Keyshawn, out? J. Will, and Max. Early 70s? 80, no, no, man, no. no. 80s, early 80s, 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 though. Early 80s. Oh, when I was early like two? 80s. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what year were you born? 81. Yeah, so when you were like <laughs> zero. It came out when you were like zero. I just like messing with y'all. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Look, it's time for the reason you hear that is because it's time for Believe It or Not. Our producer, Evan, here will jump in and give us a statement. We'll tell you if we believe it or not. Go ahead, Evan. So we've talked a lot about how the NFC West went 4-0 this weekend. Did you guys know the AFC West also went 4-0 this weekend? Absolutely knew that. three of those wins came from 2020 playoff teams. Mm -hmm. So the AFC West will get three playoff teams, believe it or not. Who wants to start? Not. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. I think you get Kansas City and you get one more. Denver may be interesting. I, I, I still want to see the – once again, we talked about this all day yesterday. Great Monday night football win. Even better commentary I thought by Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. I thought that was incredible, by the way. Love it. But I want to see the Raiders continue to do that because we saw them last year beat the Chiefs. I need to see them sustain it. You know what? I don't believe it. It's possible that you only get the Chiefs, but you get three other nine and eight style teams. Like, I like the Raiders. I like Denver, but around 500. I think the Chargers would be my pick out of the three to pop their heads up a little bit because new, new coach and Justin Herbert and a hellified left tackle. Mm-hmm. So I like the Chargers maybe as the second team to make it out of that division. Speaking of the Chargers, head coach Brandon Staley with us at 930. Look at you. What a Guys, bug. Frank Reich is in trouble, believe it or not. Believe. Believe. I believe Frank Wright could possibly be in trouble if the Indianapolis Colts don't do what the preseason said they should do by getting Carson Wentz. If some reason they missed the playoffs under Frank Wright, I can see where they look to make, as we like to say, leadership change with the Indianapolis Colts. He got his quarterback wishes with Phillip Rivers a year ago. They lost to the Buffalo Bills. He get his quarterback wishes now with Carson Wentz. And Frank Ryan is a hell of a guy, ex-quarterback of mine. But I do think that the people in Indianapolis will stop eating the cheese. They lost to the Bills by three. Uh, it was a really tight game. I, I, it's not like Frank Reich forced Phillip Rivers to retire. He decided to retire. Now, look, out of the available options, the experience he had with Carson Wentz, I think a lot of people felt like, okay, if there was a quarterback whisperer, we talk about that. Sean Payton could be those type of guys. Matt Nagy supposedly is one of those type of guys. If Frank Wright can do that with, with Carson, I think they're in a good place. I, I don't think he's in trouble even if they don't make the playoffs this year. I, I believe it, but I don't, I don't think it should be. No, truth. I don't think it should because, be. But. Because the fact is that's a team that had to get a real old Phillip Rivers because they didn't have a quarterback. Now they got to get a reclamation project in Wentz. They don't, they don't really have a quarterback. they got to kind of squint and hope instead of getting a dude you know can do it. And so they're a little bit stuck. They're also not bad enough to get a good you know, pick in the draft. They're kind of stuck, but he'll probably get the blame, right? Um, what's that? What's next? If up? he has another quarterback next year, that'd be uh. five and five seasons. I can't yeah, imagine wow. a, a coach can survive yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Lamar Jackson's fumble problems will continue, believe it or not. Not. I mean, will he fumble again this year? Yes. But will he fumble three times in the game? No. Uh, I, I think it, I think it's going to continue for a little bit until Latavius Murray and company kind of sure up that left tackle side. I mean, the block it, it's they have issues on that O line, and the amount of duress I saw him under the other night against the Raiders. If he has to feel like he has to be that superhero every single day, he's going to put himself in those kind of situations.
not. I don't believe it. This is a dude who's good with ball security. I mean, I saw he, the way he carried it on that first fumble. I really didn't like it. Away from his body, one hand. He's like take, taking risks. But generally, Mar- Lamar's secure with the ball. I don't think it's like suddenly going to be a trend. Jalen Hurts' performance is closer to reality than Carson Wentz' week one performance. Believe it or not. Believe it. I think Jalen Hurts is, is on to something. I think Philadelphia is on to something. They went out and drafted Devontae Smith, the guy he played with at Alabama early on. So when you look at it, they're trying to build around him. Jalen Riggers there. They'll get some more weapons on the offensive side in this year's draft and free agency. He will grow only in this offense. They got rid of Carson Wentz so that it would leave a clear path for Jalen Hurts to be a long-term solution at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't believe it yet. I want to see it against top-tier defense. I want, I'll tell you if I believe it after Sunday when they play the 49ers. I want to see how he plays against the top-tier defense. So you're saying that, hold on, I can look at this straight. Hurts' performance is closer to reality than Wentz's. I'm going to say I don't believe it. Hurts had an exceptionally excellent game. I think he's good, but I don't think he's going to do that most exactly. of the time. I think that's Wentz. Like, Wentz is a problem, and, and, and I think he's been a problem for a year and a half. I think that's closer to reality, so I don't believe it. He, he, you think Wentz was a problem even though he didn't throw for any interceptions, didn't fumble the ball, threw for two passing TDs? He didn't fumble the ball? I thought no, he did. he did not. He, no did. he had one fumble. Yeah. Oh, he, he had, had a fumble. fumble. He, he had a fumble. fumble. Yeah. He had one fumble. He had a fumble. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think this is Wentz. Like, okay, even if you think that it wasn't that bad, right, because Wentz isn't – his normal performance should not be awful. But I just don't think he's that good, and frequently he isn't that good, and, and I think and that's again, closer to who he is. And then again, sometimes a quarterback – makes the offensive line look worse than what they truly are. That's just the reality of it. And, and when you look at the situations with some quarterbacks, you know, you, you say to yourself, all right, from a running back standpoint, I remember playing with one running back, the hole you could drive a truck through it. Right. The other running back is like the same hole was there, but he couldn't get there. Hey, Evan, ask, believe it or not, what Key just said. Believe it or not. Believe it. Like I believe, I believe that sounds real to me because I just saw it in Philadelphia. Hertz took over, and the offense worked much, much better, right? It looked clean. Well, that's because he's faster. What's his name? The old quarterback, 40-year-old who never started in the playoffs for the Eagles a couple Mc- of years Mc- ago. McCown. Mc- uh, McCown. McCown. You know, McCown, the Eagles lost to Seattle in like week 12 or whatever that year. By the same score, they lost to Seattle in the playoffs with, you know, when McCown was quarterback. McCown. They, that's a Wentz issue. The line doesn't perform. The team doesn't perform. By the way, I don't hate on Wentz. I, I thought he should have been the MVP up until the, he got hurt that Which first year. Which you said, that was the same line last year that it is this year for the Eagles, and it looked different. With a different didn't, it, didn't it look different? <laughs> it looked different to me. By the way, Nick Foles, when he took over that team, not the Super Bowl year, the next year, they were dead in the water, 500 maybe a game below, caught fire, made the playoffs, beat the Bears at Soldier Field, almost beat New Orleans. Why? Why is because it the team response to the it's, other quarterbacks? It's, it's not even necessarily the team again. Certain guys, style, systems, things of that nature play. You look at the New England Patriots, you look at Cam Newton, the offensive line looks a certain way with Cam. Mac Jones gets out to the deep, it looks clean. It's like, uh-huh. it, it's a different, it's, a, it's the reality of it. You got to make good, quick decisions with yeah, the ball. It's, it's, that's all. Let's see when Eric Fisher comes back. We'll see how much better that line will be for, for Indianapolis. Quick answer well, he's here. He's an injury history at yeah. this point. You know. Quick answer here for the last one. How USC can, is still a prominent college football program. Believe, believe it. it. Believe it. That's not even the question. Believe it. I believe it, but 
No, no. Max, don't. Not, and I'll tell you why. Leave USC to me. (laughs) This coaching hire is to return them to prominence. How concerned should we be about the Packers? One former Packer gave us a ton of reason for concern. That's next. Hey, leave. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.